everyone. Thank you for joining us on Eagle Eye today. Every week, we have exclusive interviews with your favorite BC student athletes, professors, alumni, and more. Make sure to follow The Heights on Instagram and Facebook to suggest guests you want to hear from. You can catch up with the latest headlines on The Heights Facebook page every Monday. I'm Siunan, the head multimedia editor. I'm Eamon O'Malley, assistant uh, multimedia editor. Today is exciting because we have a special guest, Harris Craycraft, MCAS class of 22, and a four-year member of Boston College men's running team who ran in October's Boston Marathon. Um, if you could please introduce yourself. Hey, yeah, my name is Harris Craycraft. Um, I am from Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'm studying philosophy and communication, as well as a minor in theology here at BC. And yeah, a big part of my four years has been with the club running team um, from track to marathons, um, as well as the Sons of St. Patrick uh, Catholic Guys group on campus as well. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so um, obviously you ran in the marathon uh, this past October, but um, kind of take it back to the beginning. Um, where did uh, your passion for running uh, originate? Um, did you have any experience running in like high school or uh, even before then? Yeah. So uh, it all starts really with my dad. Uh, he ran, I believe, starting in middle school uh, through college. Uh, he had a lot of success, um, a lot more success than even I, I hope to get to in running, uh, but he's always been kind of the, the catalyst for running in my family. Uh, my two oldest brothers ran, uh, and so it was kind of natural for me to begin in junior high, and I did that through junior high and all the way through high school as well. Oh, it's really cool that you come from like a family of runners. It must be like fun to see what you guys all do differently and also like follow each other. Um, training for such a long marathon takes a special dedication and work ethic that often goes unnoticed by outsiders until the race. I'm like, how was your training? Um, good and bad. Um, ultimately, I think it was fun. Um, as I've as I've talked about in the the print interview, each week kind of serves as its own little victory. Getting through each week in the miles and the workouts, it was particularly tough uh, training through the summer. Even waking up at uh, 5.45 or 6 a.m., there'd be days where it's still 80 degrees and humid, and you just cannot have enough fluids, no matter how much you do, to, to stay hydrated. Um, and there's a lot of workouts that just suffer because it's so hot out, and no matter how much effort you put in, you're not going to run the, the time goals that you want. But even with that, uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun, and once I learned how to go based off of effort more than times and kind of just trust my body and know that it's hard running in the heat, um, I could kind of acclimate and adjust and it was a lot of fun and um, both in terms of increasing the, the difficulty of the workouts, but also just e increasing mileage each week. Um, it was, it's a really fun process uh, looking back on it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I know it's like, it, it must've been so like tough to kind of get through that in the summer where it seems like everybody's like just doing their own thing, either, either like on vacation or I don't know, like in a uh, working in a job and it's it just like, it takes all that extra effort to fit it in. And I couldn't imagine um, doing that um, so much. Um, yeah, so um, you, you've been on the club running team um, and have been since your freshman year. Um, how has that kind of experience uh, developed your skills as a runner um, and impacted your college years uh, just in general? Yeah, the club running team has, has been more than I could have uh, hoped for and asked for. Um, starting freshman year, we, we had a really solid team. Um, both the guys and the girls team went to, to nationals for the, on the club level. 
and just filled with a lot of really great people. Um, in particular, that senior class was amazing. I'm still friends with several of them, um, even though they've now been gone for three years, which is kind of crazy to think about um, from, from a senior's perspective. And so they were, they were awesome. And we built a lot of team spirit training together, going to races together uh, in New Jersey and Connecticut and New York and even uh, even in Kentucky, believe it or not, for uh, for a race. And club running is really cool because you can kind of do as much or little as you want. So there's some people that just show up for practice, some people that race. Um, and then once the spring comes around, that's when it gets particularly fun because you can do track, you can train for half marathons or, or more. And we kind of there's kind of this effect that we all rub off on each other and we see people going up in, in mileage or going up in race distances. And then we kind of all uh, kind of get hungry for that. And we all start gravitating towards a certain distance. And at this point, there's a lot of us who are all kind of marathon focused, which is I think really, really fun. Yeah, that's cool. Like, I know it's like a very individual sport, but like just to have that like camaraderie must be pretty cool. So. Yeah, I mean, you kind of touched upon this in some of your previous answers, but like what first motivated you to run for the marathon or maybe the Boston Marathon specifically? Yeah, so I guess it's kind of a funny story. Um, I believe it was sophomore year. Uh, my friend was going to run the Boston half marathon, but she couldn't because she had some other obligation. So she asked if I wanted to use her entry and, you know, it's a hundred dollar race. I was like, sure, I'll, I'll run for you. And I emailed uh, the BAA asking if I could um, switch my, her name into my name. And they said, no. So I was like, okay, I'll just run with her bib, not thinking much of it. Um, <laughs> I ran the race and I finished fifth place for women, uh, fourth or fifth place for women. And there's prize money for the, the top finishers. And this was, this was not going to plan. I, I did not intend on, I thought the race would have been a lot faster. Um, and it wasn't. So I was, I was very nervous at that point. There's, there's pictures of me wearing, you know, my friend Christine's bib, um, clearly saying women's. And I was, I was just very scared. So I emailed the BAA and I kind of pleaded with them. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just a boy from Ohio. I didn't mean to cause any trouble. Like, please just like take me off the results. I don't want to get in trouble. And so uh, that was the happiest I've ever been to be ghosted. They didn't respond, but they just took my name off, off the results. So but running that half marathon was, was fun. It was, it was very new. Uh, it's not nearly as fast, obviously, as like a, a 5k or an 8k in terms of pace, <clears throat> but I still thought it was, it was really enjoyable um, to go a little bit slower, but for a decent amount longer, that kind of started my desire to run a half marathon. Uh, and then I ran <clears throat> the Cambridge half marathon with some of the club guys. And that was the first time that we had raced as a team, a longer distance. And once we did that, it was pretty much all set to, to experiment with the marathon. Um, one of the, the seniors, Liam Rogers, uh, had run Boston um, in 2018, uh, the, the terrible year with torrential downpours. And so that was kind of, it was just in, in the system by that point. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, like, I know, like, I couldn't imagine, like, working up to it. And it, it probably is... Um, like it gives you motivation. Like once you complete like one marathon that it kind of leads to the next one, like it, it just tells you that you can do it. Um, and kind of building off of that, um, I know for the Boston marathon, how was like the race itself? Like just that whole experience must've been really cool. 
Yeah, it was. So I, I had run two marathons last year and they were essentially both virtual, both no fans except my family. Um, and I ran with one other person total over this, those two marathons. And to go to Boston then with A, running with 20,000 other runners, but B, to have you know estimates of like half a million fans lining the course was just unreal. And it was especially cool. I was wearing my, my BC club running singlet um, and just people would be yelling, go Eagles, go Eagles and, and shouting. And every time they would do that, I would just like put my hand in the air, do a little fist pump and I would just get a little adrenaline. And, and once I did that, they would start cheering more too. And it's kind of this, this awesome, this awesome feedback loop. Um, it, and then, I mean, that kind of fueled me the whole time. I, I really was trying to be intentional with making eye contact with people really soaking in the scenery. I mean, it's one of the most famous routes in the world for a marathon. So I was just trying to focus on every moment I could. And that actually did a really effective job of distracting me and, and making it go by pretty quickly. Um, and then of course, by the time I, I hit heartbreak kill, it was hurting. Um, but I, I knew that like, kind of this was the whole point of the race as a BC student is just to, to hit heartbreak and then just go a little bit further. And then you just have your entire support system there. And I just kind of sprinted down um, Comav with, and just held my hand out, just high-fived everybody that I could. I recognized some faces, but it was, it was too hard to kind of see everybody. Um, but just the the energy of of Boston, especially as a BC student, I don't I don't think it gets any better than that in terms of marathon race experience. Yeah, that's really cool. I don't know if you lived on like Newton as a freshman, but me and C and both did. And like we drove the bus up Heartbreak Hill like every day, and it was just like I don't know. It must have been cool to like relive that experience and kind of, kind of have it full come full circle. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so great to hear that the um, marathon experience was relatively positive. Um, I actually have a professor who's run the Boston Marathon, excuse me, um, a couple times. And he said that, yeah, like mile 21 is like the best. And he would wear something specifically so that he, like people knew that he like fought at BC or was affiliated with BC. Um, because yeah, that energy is just like uncomparable. Um, so I know with marathon, marathon training, nutrition and a healthy diet is super important. Um, was BC dining like sufficient or did you like meal prep yourself? Yeah, no, that's, that's a good question. Um, thankfully, I was not at the mercy of, of BC dining, not to put them in a bad light, but uh, being, being upperclassmen, I did, um, did have to fuel myself. So uh, the two big things I focused on, I guess three things I focused on, one would just be hydration. So I had a lot of uh, Noon is a, like a running electrolyte brand and then liquid IV just basically adds a lot of sodium and, and electrolytes to your water. So I'd have that after any run that I sweated a lot, which was most of them. Um, and then I would just make uh, my Nutribullet was like my savior. I would just dump so much spinach in there and then um, just some fruit and other stuff like that and, um, and chia seeds and stuff. So I got a lot of nutrients just from that kind of one and done in the morning, get it over with. Um, they usually taste pretty good too. And then just protein. Um, whether it be like a Fairlife milk from the dining hall, which weren't too many, but protein pancakes and, um, or, and just carbs, just lots of carbs. So I wasn't too particular, but I did try to make sure I had the spinach and, and just the, my smoothie each day. So nothing too particular, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Like, yeah, like a routine down a little bit. That's, that's good. I know for me, I kind of varies a lot more. So I don't, yeah, it's, that's cool. Um, and I guess uh, going back to like mile 21, um, 
did you have like any uh, family or friends come out to sport or uh, was it mostly just your BC kind of community? Yeah, so uh, my brother's wedding was two days before the race in Ohio. So no family was able to make it out. Uh, so that made for a hectic weekend for me going home for the wedding and coming back for the race. Uh, I had a few friends from Ohio come out and visit. I was actually one of my, one of my really good friends' um, birthdays on October 11th. So she was there with a couple of my friends um, and they're at the finish line, which is awesome. And then just uh, my friends from BC and um, like my Kairos leader group and, and a couple other groups um, had cutouts of my head and uh, posters and stuff like that. So um, I, I knew that was gonna be there. And so that also added kind of to the, to the effect, but, but it was mostly just um, kind of the, uh, the BC effect of people knew that there was some BC guy coming because they heard other people talking about it. And then it doesn't matter who you are, if you're BC, like you're a best friend that day. And so that was really cool. Yeah, it's actually kind of crazy that you flew to Ohio like two days before running the marathon, wow. Where do you hope to take running for the rest of your college career and after your graduation? Or do you hope to run in the 2022 marathon this spring? Yeah, so I, after this marathon, I definitely want to run Boston 2022. Um, and applications open up next week, I think. So that's definitely my goal to run it next, next spring. Uh, I think there's four other, three or four other BC guys, um, Quinn, Drew, Kyle, um, and then there's a, a Carmelite brother down the road at Foster Street who's also going to run it. So we're hoping to have a, a pretty uh, fun time running together and training together for Boston 2022. Um, and that'll pretty much sum up the remaining time I have at BC in terms of training um, and running. So I'm guessing, I'm hoping to maybe do Chicago um, next October too, and, and just see where I can where I can go for for the marathon. Uh, I know a lot of guys on the club have kind of a long-term goal of qualifying for the Olympic trials, um, whether it be 2023 or 2027, if I'm getting those numbers right. Uh, I don't know if that's one of my goals or not, but, but uh, just just to keep improving is kind of my goal for the future of marathon running. Yeah, that's that sounds really cool. Um, so are you still training like every day? Like what what would your like daily routine kind of look like in terms of practice? Yeah, so <clears throat> right now I'm kind of just running when I feel like it, um, when I don't have too many classes um, now that I'm in between marathons. And then I'll just get back to probably this week or next, I'll just get back to 40, 50 mile weeks. And then once marathon training hits, um, get back to pretty much averaging 10 miles a day. And then the long run at the end of the week uh, to hit the, hit the mileage goal. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Yeah, that's, that's really great. Like you say, like 40 to 50 mile weeks, like it's so casual. Like, I don't know many, many other people that are doing that so, so consistently, but that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, we have one final question for you. Um, do you have any words of advice or encouragement for younger students looking to run in the Boston Marathon in the future? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I was kind of, I was overwhelmed by the feedback from this race. Um, and people complimenting me on my time and stuff like that and, and saying that they could never do that and all this kind of stuff. Um, I'll say that everyone starts somewhere. I mean, when I first started running, I could not run for 15 minutes at a time. Um, and then I just raced a marathon that, you know, for 26 miles. I mean, there's, it, it was a long time, but running is very accumulative. And so 
anything that you do today is going to help you down the road um, and it builds off each other. And uh, a race that you do, you know, next month is going to help you for a race you do next year. Uh, and so just one step at the time, um, getting out the door is always just the biggest thing. And, and then once you finish, there's usually few regrets, but it, it always seems daunting, I think, to do something like a marathon or, or even try to run a marathon faster than you did previously. But it really is um, just about every day doing a little bit and trying to go just a tiny bit further. And it, it really, really does add up. That's very true. I mean, I'm at that place where you started running for like longer than 15 minutes. Sounds terrible to me personally. Um, and running more than one marathon because you run like several. Like I can't even fathom that. Um, but yeah, that's very awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. We were really happy to have you, especially with um, at the Heights previously writing about um, marathon running in general, but we like wanted to speak with you. So this is awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you again to Harris Craycraft for joining us. We hope everyone enjoyed our interview and thanks for listening to Eagle Eye today. Featuring Harris Craycraft, MCAS class of 2022 and four-year member of Boston College men's running team who ran in this year's October's Boston Marathon. Be sure to keep up with the latest episodes of Eagle Eye featuring prominent guests from Boston College. Also make sure to keep up with our social media at BC Heights on Instagram and Twitter and The Heights on Facebook. Don't forget to give us suggestions on who you want to hear and what you want to hear about. Thank you everyone for listening and be sure to check back here in two weeks for another episode of Eagle Eye.